Very pleased to say Stu Clark joins us this morning. Stu, still a fair bit of cricket going on. The Test match starts this week. The Big Bash finals are just about set. Uh, how are you? How did you enjoy the weekend's cricket? Morning, boys. Oh, look, I listened to one of your texts there. There's plenty of so much sport going on. Cricket's one thing, but uh, yeah, every time you turn on the TV, there's another event, the Australian Open, whatever it may be. But the Big Bash coming towards the end, and then uh, a little bit of people, a lot of people talking about what are we going to get out of the West Indies starting on Wednesday. They wrapped up their CA11 match. They declared both innings. Is that a good sign for the batting, or you can't read too much into it from a Windies perspective because of the youth and relative inexperience of the CA11? It's positive they didn't all get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good thing to say. Um, yes, they were bowled out for 100 to 100. But all we sitting here going, oh, God, what are we going to get? Um, but look, it's a different kettle of fish when you come up against Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins and Lyon yeah. to what you got in the sea. They're really good young cricketers coming through that uh, the system and through that team. But look, there's a long way between that and uh, international cricket. But that said, look, a time in the middle, they had a good in it. They had a good hit out. Um, can they translate that into a uh, into a test match on a hopefully a good Adelaide wicket? What about the Australian front, uh, Clarkey? Travis Head, point to prove after perhaps not uh, excelling as well as he would like to against Pakistan from that, especially from that World Cup, uh, only uh, a, cu- a couple of uh, weeks earlier, uh, and then also the new recruit at the top of the order. What, what do we expect <laughs> from those two guys? It's interesting. Travis said that after the World Cup, he came out and you know he was talking to town and couldn't do anything wrong. But yeah. he had a very very lean Test series, and look, he, he got knocked over in um, in Melbourne by an absolute gaffer, and probably didn't get the greatest decision in Sydney. So a few things just didn't quite go his way. So home Test for him in Adelaide, he'll be looking to you know score big when he gets a chance to bat. Probably going to bat at five. I'm I'm hearing, but you know whether he bats four or five, who knows. Um, and then the, the question mark around Smith, what, what does this all look like? Because I, I was listening to his press conference yesterday and, you know, new challenge and some score a bit quicker. And, you know, he said all the right things. You wouldn't expect anything less from a, from a professional like Stephen. But, oh, it, there's so many questions unanswered. Look, who was who anyone to question, you know, arguably Australia's greatest ever player? If you look at statistically and people have their own opinion on that, whether it's Ponting or whoever, you know, behind Bradman. But, you know, when you're averaging 58 and you want to do something different, well, I'm going to back you because you're, you've earned the right to do that. Um, whether it's the West Indies that challenges him, whether it's India next year or whatever it may be, it's, there's so many stories that can come out of this that you don't quite know what the answer is going to be. It's, uh, it's like one of those, you know, find, your, was it find a way books you get, you know, you can take a different twist <laughs> and a turn. It's, it's a bit like that because who knows what we're going to get. Uh, here, here's, the, here's the scenario. Uh, I give you the new ball as an opening bowler. How do you uh, attack Steve Smith uh, from the out uh, when he's um, when he's opening the batting? Um, I think this is one of the one of the things that teams have got better with, and why he's probably not having as much success. Um, they've really, really worked hard with Smith on how to how to try and get him out. And one of the plans is to not let him score so he gets frustrated and does something a bit different. So I think they'll want to be, you know, not bowling um, too many balls at the stumps. And, and that sounds a bit odd because he sort of steps in front of the stumps and you feel like you're going to get him out every LBW, every ball. But he rarely ever misses one these days. And when he does, yeah, OK, he's out. But um, I think they'll go with just very, very stock standard um, top of off stump. I know that sounds a bit cliched and boring, but... 
that's what they'll do to him. But what they'll try to do is stop him from scoring because he wants to try and dominate the game or try and take the game on. And if he can't, then he starts to invent new and different type shots, as we saw in Sydney, where he walked down the wicket and tried to chip it over the top of the fielders because it was in a unique spot. And I think it's pretty simple with Smith that don't let him score and he'll find a way to get out. Further to your point last week in terms of the way the opening batting role has changed, interesting to hear Smith say, similar to what you were just talking about, that batting at four, he was finding he had to face a lot more bowling to score his runs because the ball would get a bit softer, the field was a bit more spread, whereas he thinks his scoring rate's going to increase opening the batting because the fielding will be a little bit more attacking, the field placements rather, the ball will be new, he'll slightly more attacking bowling. Do you think that he's on the money with that, that he has more opportunity to score, or do you think they'll just adjust their plans? Oh, they, they will try and get him out, too, mm. rather than having you know two slips or one slip, they'll have three slips. And, you know, you see that a lot on... They'll attack, so there's more spots through cover or wherever it may be. But I think to counter that, they will try to attack him for an over or two, mm. but then they'll become a little bit more defensive mm-hmm. um, because that seems to be the way he gets out. And... If you looked at his modes of dismissal, they come on the back of a lot of dot balls. So with Smith, I think that'll become a bit of a plan to him that uh, even you know if you think about the Neil Wagner bowling short to him, he, he couldn't score, so he found a way to get out. And that's sort of the that look that's a very basic way the game's played. But Smith, because he can score and he's got so many ways of scoring, whether it's through the onside or using his hands or coming down the wicket or whatever it may be, that it's almost defensive to be attacking. Uh, Clarkie, seven test matches this year. Uh, West Indies coming up, New Zealand after that for a couple over there. Uh, this team, we saw them you know, wipe uh, Pakistan, albeit competitive. Uh, is this team just too good at the moment? Are, are we, I mean, how competitive do these other teams have to be to, uh, to give um, a, a run for their money for this Australian team? Um, a, a, in saying that, are the West Indies going to be able to provide something that's going to have some kind of a show? <laughs> Australian teams, when you've had, when you when you get a bunch of boxmen playing together and they're all about thirty, usually means they've been together for a long period of time. Um, they're very, very good. Obviously, the bowling attack's very good. Um, Smith, Lavashane, obviously Warner gone now. Mitchell Marsh coming back into that team. Quaja, you know, scored over a thousand runs last year. So. Um, the team itself, very, very good. So no matter who they play against, with the exception of India and India, um, probably going to beat every other team around the world quite comfortably. Um, for, as for the West Indies, I, I'm, I'm really hoping it's a series a bit like the Pakistan series where we didn't quite know what we were going to get. We were all worried it was going to be a blowout to Australia, win by a lot of runs and all the rest of it. But it wasn't that at all. It was more a... You know, a real grind for Australia with Pakistan having a lot of opportunities. I hope the West Indies do the same. Mm-hmm. From all reports out of the, the CA game, um, they've got a team out Roaches there, but he's probably in the twilight of his career. But uh, I think it's Joseph, one of the Joseph boys, bowls quite quickly. So it'll be good to see a West Indian run in and bowl fast. That'll bring back some great memories mm-hmm. for, for a lot of us that, you know, lived through the sheer nightmare that was um, the uh, the 80s <laughs> for all those blokes that used to bat against those guys. Goodness gracious. Um, hey, mate, can I jump in for a second? About your bat, what did you bat? 11? No, you, 9 you, and you, 10. You'd be, 10. Be, you'd be better than 9 that, and 10. 9 and 10. Uh, no, 9 and 10. Like, but only, I was a kid and we had to play somewhere against Ambrose and Walsh. It was like a academy game or something. I remember second 11, they were just having a warm-up game and yeah. I was chosen and I'd 
I didn't. They didn't try to be fair, so I don't think they were that interested. But I can't remember. I just don't can remember not sleeping for the week. But the worst one for me was I was I was I was a kid. I was about sixteen or seventeen, and I got picked in first grade for the first time. Well, I was going to get picked, and uh, we were playing Waverley, and the year it was the year Malcolm Marshall was playing for Waverley. Wow. And I, I still to this day look. I regret it now because you know it would have been a great experience, but. I can still remember that week leading into it. I did not sleep a wink because this guy I'd watched on TV for about 15 years and he was yeah. just getting the world out. He had 400 test wickets. Mm. And here was this little kid, 17-year-old from Sutherland that was going out to face him. It was just, it's just a, it's like a reoccurring nightmare in my head. <laughs> is, 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 it, is there a gentleman's agreement between uh, uh, fast bowls? We, we, in saying that, though... Um, no, from um, <laughs> not anymore. No, not, anymore. Think, not, not anymore. Well, that last uh, test in Sydney was a short pills to uh, Jamal. <laughs> back, back, you remember pre helmets and stuff like that. I think there was an agreement. Like the batters, the, the bowlers came out, they slogged, right? Got out, you got out. Batters, uh, bowlers just bowled at the stumps to one another. And okay, if you batted for a period of time, maybe you got a short ball to say, hey, hey, hey come on, let's be serious. <laughs> but um, nowadays with helmets and, and bowlers take their batting a lot more seriously. I right? look at Stark and Cummins, they don't. Yeah. You know, even Hazelwood line, they you know they get in line. You bowl short, they play the hook shot or the pull shot. Now they they don't throw their wicket away. Um, so the gentleman agreement. I you know, over the years, I, I had one with Sean Tate because I was scared. I would and too. <laughs> <laughs> he, if we were going to bowl a bouncer, it had to be way outside off stump, nah. so you couldn't hit it. So, but yeah, there's a bit of that, but not anymore. Those days are done. Yeah. Stu, the first test between Australia and the West Indies starts in Adelaide on Wednesday. Serious prediction, is it just 2-0 Australia? And, and who do you see scoring the runs for Australia and taking the wickets? Uh, I can't see Australia not losing this I cannot win 2-0. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be... Um, if that doesn't happen and Western East take a test match off us or it's a draw, there'll be some rain or something like that or there'll be something really, really odd that happens. Um, Smith, Lavashay. I, I think Mitchell Marsh, in the middle order, he's been very dominant. He's hitting the ball very cleanly. Um, if he gets a bat, um, you know, Kawaja, I can't see... You, know, you can just name them all. I don't know, mate. It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty hard to sit here and say Whoever they all up. look like they're in good nick. They all look like I'd like to see, in fairness to Travis Head, he had a lean series playing in his home test. It'd be good to see him get the runs. Um, and then for the quicks, I think Mitchell Stark, for me, if he gets it right, just that left arm in swing, I think he can you know, he can be very, very dangerous. And the other thing to remember, it's a day, day, day game in Adelaide on a wicket that's usually pretty good for batting. And what does happen towards the end of the game, the ball does reverse. And if that does happen, Mitchell Stark just comes into his own. Yeah, well, short form of game, mate, uh, big bash. We've... We've uh, just about, well, getting to finals now. Um, the Heat have been outstanding. Scorchers uh, are still in there again. How do you see it all playing out on that space, mate? Uh, Heat, a good te- Heat are a really good team, actually. So they've had a, a resurgence this year. Um, Perth, they just keep on keeping on. Mm. Um, they have some. They have a great sort of atmosphere in the crowd when they play at home. And I think they play the Sixers, whether it be tomorrow or today or tomorrow or something like that. So that's a big game. So I think that's... Whoever wins that game will finish second and take on the Heat, who are going to finish first. Um, obviously, the other way, they'll finish third and, and take on the Strikers, I think, who are going to finish fourth. But, um, look, I, it's a difficult one. You don't want to play Perth in Perth in the finals. Mm. That will be, that'll be hard work. So, um, if it's Brisbane v Perth in the major semi, I think we want, we want Brisbane to win, which is you play Perth, they're almost impossible to beat over there. You know, we don't, you know, 
Well, they're going to be down at Carrara too, aren't they, mate? Because they're, they're, they're... That final is, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, but they're just so good. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, difficult, but it's just so hard for teams that travel to play. But that said, Brisbane have got a really good team. Look, the Sixers looked the other night against the Thunder, Stephen O'Keefe. Um, poor old Socky, he's about 48 years old, but he just came on and, you know, he'll ring me now that I've said that. But, um, um, just came on and then someone said he's retiring. I said, well, you can play for another 10 years, the way Sock's going. Yeah. Um, but, look, they're a chance. They've got a fairly decent team. They've got some good, you know, very, very experienced players in that team. And then, uh, and then you know, the strikers, maybe Matt Short. He was devastating again game last night. But there's a real gulf between the four best teams and probably the four not-so-good teams, you know, the Thunder included. They've been pretty disappointing again this year. So um, it'll be a good final series, whichever way you look at it. Um, but I hope Sydney Sixers or, uh, or well, I hope the Sydney Sixers win the whole thing. Stu, uh, the regular season concludes with the Stars versus Hurricanes tonight, then the Thunder finishing on Wednesday versus the Renegades. Uh, three players I want to ask you about. Uh, Aaron Finch who's winding it up, Sean Marsh, who announced his retirement from all forms over the weekend, and David Warner's cameos so far, including the chopper on Friday night. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on those three little storylines? Uh, Finch, servant for the game, been a great, he's a great fellow, Finchie, and he's had an unbelievably good career in short version cricket, was lucky to also play test cricket. So um, I think he'll move nicely straight into the commentary box mm-hmm. and you'll hear his voice. Uh, Mitchell Marsh, again, Sean super Marsh, player, yeah. very talented. Sean sure, Marsh, yeah. sorry. Uh, super talented, played all the shots. Um, I played in his debut from Western mm. Australia when he was 17, and I think Mark Warren, Steve Wall played, and I think we he came in before lunch, and we all walked off the lunch and went, "Oh, this kid's not bad." <laughs> um, and uh, he ended up, you know, playing whatever he played Test cricket, and has played, you know, you know, he's 40 years old and played for 23 years in the in the first class or domestic scene. Man, he's he's a quality player, quality guy. You know, I think he'll go back and live the quiet life in Western Australia. Probably won't hear too much from Mitchell post uh, post his cricketing career. Uh, and David Warner, haven't times changed? It's a bit like Berkey back in the day in rugby, getting around in helicopters. It's unfortunately for rugby, it doesn't exist anymore. It's now turned to cricket. And um, There was a good shot. Dan Newell Hughes, he arrived on one of those those yeah. bicycles. The, you know, the line like, bikes. The, the line bike yeah, that you have to hire right. you know, at eight bucks an hour or something like that. Um, <laughs> and David Warner turned up in a helicopter. How the world's changed, that's all I say. Yeah, for sure. Stu, good luck through the test match as far as your coverage goes. We'll look forward to catching up uh, with you as the week goes on. And, uh, and thanks as always. Good on you, boys. You have a good day.